energy expert, Chris Yelland, on the phone now. Good morning, Chris. Morning to you, Darren, uh, and uh, to your listeners too. Load shedding level six. Why is it that um, when it goes away and we don't have load shedding for a month, and then when it comes back again, it always seems to come back even worse than the last stage? Darren, things are getting worse. Um, this year already, load shedding is worse than the whole of last year combined. And last year is worse than the previous year, which is worse than the previous year. So each year, the availability factor, the so-called uh, plant performance, is getting worse and worse. So the load shedding we're experiencing is happening more frequently. It's happening for longer and it's happening at higher levels. And it's because of a number of reasons. And I think they have been well aired in the, in the media. So the, the old plant is getting older. The new plant is performing like old plant. Mm. And the new plant that is being ordered are very slow and have been delayed significantly. I'm talking about the so-called risk mitigation IPP program, the renewable energy program, with Windows 5. Both of these procurements is, is severely delayed. And as a result, we don't have sufficient new generation capacity coming on stream to replace old plant that is reaching end of life. Now that with the, the war in Ukraine and Russia, apparently Germany, mm. the Netherlands, all these European countries are buying mm. tons and tons and tons of coal from us again. They had long mm. since passed using coal power stations. They're now going yep. back to the drawing board. And firing yep. up these old coal power stations that have been out of commission for goodness knows how many years, but they all seem to be working. So how much of it is a maintenance issue and how much of it is a sabotage issue that you know of? Well, let's get to the question of, of sabotage. Uh, there have been incidents of sabotage that Eskom has advised the public about. These are generally isolated incidents, you know, of one power plant at a time. Now, when it comes to the simultaneous breakdown of literally 20, 30, 40 generation units right across South Africa, to attribute this to sabotage is a real stretch because the kind of conspiracy that you would need to coordinate a country-wide series of breakdowns of power generation units is almost inconceivable. Believe you me, it is much harder to commit a widespread act of secret treason than it is to be incompetent <laughs> and uh, to have such problems. So uh, really do not attribute to conspiracies and sabotage what could just as easily be attributed uh, to poor performance and incompetence. How realistic is it and how far are we away from actually utilizing all these little guys that are starting to to create energy? The Minerals Council of South Africa have indicated that they can bring 6,000 megawatts to the grid within, say, three years. That is very significant, but it will take three years. And, and 6,000 megawatts is what we are currently on right now in stage six, six load shedding. Yeah, 6,000, exactly. 6,000 megawatts is what we're short of right now because we have stage six load shedding. Yeah. So uh, the mining industry alone can bring on 6,000 megawatts within three years, provided 
the environment in terms of regulatory uh, space um, uh, is, is cleared. In other words, it's made easier. Mm. Uh, environmental authorizations uh, are being made easier as we speak, and the uh, bureaucratic red tape is being cut down to accelerate this as fast as possible. But that's a very significant amount. But there's a lot more that can be brought to the table even quicker in the domestic and commercial rooftop solar PV and battery energy storage market alone. Just to give you an example, in Vietnam last year, they installed, brought to the grid, 9,000 megawatts of solar rooftop PV and battery energy storage in the domestic and commercial rooftop solar PV market alone. Vietnam is a country with a lower per capita GDP than South Africa. They're less developed and they are moving apace in reconstructing their country and their GDP is growing rapidly. And I would expect that in a decade it will be well past that of South Africa if we carry on in our low growth trajectory. It can be done. It needs to be allowed. It needs to be encouraged. And uh, it can be done. Now, Chris, are those guys that you're talking about there in Vietnam, are they... Like, so I've now put 16 solar panels on my houses for domestic use. All the excess I'm selling back to the grid. Or is that like a commercial exactly. guy who's got a bit of space? He puts up this big farm with the sole intention mm-hmm. of selling it off to the city. No, no. This is in what we call the domestic and commercial sector alone. It is in the home rooftop solar market, buildings, warehouses, parking lots. It is small scale, but it's a lot of it. And yeah. yes. They overbuild so that they can not only supply their own need, their own needs, but they can uh, generate the surplus back into the grid and, and contribute towards the, the you know the whole national pool of electricity. Uh, now that is what is being done with companies in South Africa, but it's not available to individuals. If they could extend that to individuals, it would open up a massive market. When we hear the stories about okay, they want to hike the price up over thirty percent for next year for electricity, mm-hmm. so yep. they always. Crying, yep. we don't have enough money to fix what's what's busted. <laughs> then we <laughs> hear that the the municipal arrears debt from so <laughs> many municipalities. <laughs> How much <laughs> of that is the cause of all of this? Uh, municipal arrear debt to Eskom is a big problem, and people who don't pay for electricity, they either are default on their payments, or they don't pay, or they steal electricity, is also a big problem for the municipality. And it's a significant cause of the price increases that we see. It makes people who pay for electricity pay for those that do not pay for electricity. Mm. It puts upward pressure on, on the price. May I say, though, that every time that Eskom puts up its price, and if it puts it up by 30% uh, on the 1st of April next year, it makes the business case for alternative energy, so solar rooftop and battery storage, better and better every year. Mm. So it accelerates what is known as the utility death spiral. As people start making alternative arrangements to go off the grid, Eskom sell less and less, and therefore to recover their costs, they have to charge more and more. You get into this upward spiral of prices, uh, uh, increasing prices and declining market share and declining um, uh, demand for your your product. So uh, it's self-defeating to think that you can solve all your problems by passing them on to the customer and increasing the price beyond the levels of affordability. Here in Cape Town specifically, there's Kuburg, obviously. So there's, there's these two reactors, right? The one has been down for maintenance for, I don't know, a year now already. The other one, they say they're pulling down for maintenance in December, which means Kuburg will be rendered totally offline. Were they planning on getting the first reactor back online because then I read a story that 
the generator that was meant for the reactor that they are repairing was dropped in China. Yeah, Darren, it's a long and complex story. We could talk on it for 20 minutes on its own, but short and tall of it. Unit number two at Kuberg switched off in January this year. It should have come back after five months, but it's now seven months and it's still off. It will come back and then they have to uh, work on the, uh, the other uh, uh, unit at Kuberg. And that will only go off sometime in December and it'll be off for five months or so, maybe even seven months if things go as badly. And then they have to switch off the first unit that they worked on again for another five months uh, because the work that was supposed to happen has not been done. It hasn't even started, even though it's been off for seven months. So we're in for about 18 months where one of the units at Kuber is going to be off. That means... A thousand megawatts, close on a thousand megawatts, which is one stage of load shedding. So, uh, Darren, my bloody alarm has gone off as a result of load shedding. So just hang on a second. <laughs> <laughs> right, we're we back in business. <laughs> this is a comedy of errors, Chris. <laughs> it is indeed. It is indeed. Oh, and, and ask him wonder why we're getting frustrated and a bit rapidly, you know. Hey, I tell you, but now I can oh. see both reactors of Kuberg being off at the same time and it's going to be a very long time. I mean, where I live here on my road, there's French guys that have moved in here. There's British guys that have moved in here. And whenever I see them in the park, they're all, they're all working at Kuberg and, <laughs> and none of them say it's looking good. Well, it's not looking good right now. I hope that what you suggest, that both reactors are going to be off at the same time, will not happen. Because that will mean uh, instead of 1,000 megawatts being off, it will mean close to 2,000 megawatts. And that's two stages of load shedding. The planning does not plan for that. It was not in the plan for this unit uh, that is off right now to be off for seven months. It was not in the plan that they had to abandon the replacement of the steam generators, which was the primary reason for the shutdown in the first place. So now, which is the one uh, that they dropped in China? <laughs> what, what? Okay. <laughs> okay, what we're talking about here is what is known as a steam generator. Okay, it's not an electricity generator. It's a unit that generates steam. Hmm. Okay, so it's a huge, massive, uh, you know, 350-ton piece of equipment. They started manufacturing these things in France, they the company that built Kuberg in the first place. They found they ran into manufacturing problems and they couldn't finish, the, you know, they couldn't complete the job on this steam generator. So they had a, they have a partner in China and they flew these things out on six Antonov aircraft to, to, to transport these six steam generators half completed to China. They got to China, the Chinese looked at them and decided they were beyond repair and had to, uh, had to uh, start from scratch. The, you know, the chief nuclear officer at Eskom at the time told me that this was the most expensive transport of scrap metal in the history of humankind. <laughs> so that was a massive fiasco. And it delayed this project actually by several years. But they now have finished making the, the new steam generators. Five of them have been delivered to state. And the last one, unfortunately, they dropped. Okay, what is the definition of dropped? Eskom says it's, it's dropped by one foot but it delayed the delivery of that steam generator by about five months. And that's why they're only able to start this uh, second, uh, the next unit in December. They did plan to start it much earlier, but because of the delayed delivery of the steam generator, it was only happening in December. The 
point is that this project is a result of a series of serious errors. Mm. He's being pushed and pushed to the edge. Now, when I talk about the edge, the edge is that in the middle of July 2024, the license for the current Fuber power station expires. If this not work is not done by that date, the regulator will shut down the power station. And that will really be a problem for South Africa. It will result in a you know, shutdown of two units of Kubernetes 4. We've got serious maintenance issues. That, 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 that's the story we've been told. The coal is wet. There's a gearbox in the coal machine, in the coal grinder. There, there's, there seems to be a whole excuse department that comes up with creative stuff to pull the wool over our eyes. But maintenance is the one that's ever-present. So if that is the case, and it is a maintenance issue, is it a skills issue that we have that people can't do the correct maintenance? Is it a quality issue where we put pirate parts and things that should have genuine parts? It's both and more. Oh, gosh. Uh, there is a skills shortage. It's not me saying that. Eskimo will tell you that. Uh, they, they are saying that they... Uh, don't have the necessary skills. Not only they, but the contractors don't have the necessary skills. There is a spares problem. They have been, uh, you know, using uh, maintenance contractors that are not necessarily the original equipment manufacturers. Uh, you don't you take an expensive car, uh, you know, which has uh, got specialised parts and all of that, and, and, and send it to some backyard mechanic. You don't put cardboard brakes in a Ferrari. That's right. If you want to get a good life out of your car, You've got to do it properly. That's now, the problem. Now, so, uh, a, whole, a whole series of problems. Are we selling electricity to other countries? Yes. Do we sell in while we are load shedding? Yes, we do. And you may say, that's a terrible thing, but it's not. We actually import a lot of electricity from our neighbors. And we also uh, sell electricity and we buy electricity on the Southern African power pool. And you may have heard recently that South Africa is planning to uh, procure more electricity from Botswana and Zambia. So trade between our neighbors actually works to our advantage, but it's a two-way street. Uh, we also have to help our neighbors. It's a regional economy, and it doesn't help if our neighbors are in a dire state. Mm. We import a lot of power from Mozambique, and the amount that we sell for example, to Namibia and to Botswana at times, is relatively small uh, compared to the South African uh, scenario. This is good for South Africa, not bad for South Africa. Mm. How bad do you think it's going to get before it gets any better? Well, let's look at short, medium and longer term. Eskom said this, not me, that for the week ahead, they expect high levels of load shedding at times stage six and perhaps even higher. That's what Eskom said. That's the immediate short term. Mm. Longer than that, let's look towards the end of this year, the rest of this year. So this year is going to be a record year for Low Chile. And last year was a record year, and the year before was a record year. So year by year, it is getting worse. And it will continue to get worse unless we do something about it. What about next year? If we do the right things, it could start to turn around. And within... Two to three years, if we do the right thing, we can get out of load shedding, but we have to do the right thing. If we continue to do what we've been doing for the last several years, it will get worse. We have to do what Vietnam can do and could do and has done. 
We have a mining industry that's ready to bring 6,000 megawatts to the grid if you make the environment right. There's a domestic and commercial sector that can, in Vietnam that brought 9,000 megawatts to the grid in one year. Mm. That's what can be done if you do the right thing. Uh, but if we sit around talking about the problem instead of doing anything, then things will get progressively worse. Thank you very much, sir, our energy expert for KFM Mornings. Chris, we'll chat you if anything gets any worse or any better, but thank you for your insight this morning. Thanks, Darren. All the best.